Hello, welcome back to She Said, He Said, a socially distanced podcast with Annie and Matt. I'm going to explore my opinions and suggestions on a topic, and then Matt will respond. Um, Today we're going to talk about odes to joy, or what's making me feel better uh, during the pandemic, specifically art-wise. Personally, I've been leaning on family and friends that are nearer to us to cope. Um, Silver lining for me that's also been at times of frustration is um, time with my children. It's great to spend more time with them. It's hard to work from home um, while taking care of them. Uh, I've been finding comfort in walking with friends, doing little home improvement projects with my husband, putting together special meals or special movie nights. Um, But I wanted to talk specifically today about the art I'm consuming, the books and television and music that's brought me some joy during this time because I found kind of that what's what brought me joy before this whole um, sort of societal upheaval uh, isn't isn't working really, and I've I've been attracted to different types of media. Uh, different genres of books, different TV shows. My old faithfuls weren't really doing the job. So I found that kind of interesting and thought I'd talk about it. Um, I'll talk about books first, of course, because I am a librarian. Um, Book-wise, typically for me, I read dark subjects, not necessarily scary. Um, I certainly don't read or watch a lot of um, violence or like murdery books, uh, but just dark in terms of the human condition, really digging into emotions and depressing topics. And often these novels that I love are beautifully written, but maybe sort of strange or quirky, and they often leave open-ended. I love um, Claire Bay Watkins, Catherine Davis, uh, Ramona Asubel, Tom Drury, um, not too dense, but just really beautiful language, slow, character-driven, open-ended novels is what I'm usually into. Um, But lately, I want books that I can read fast, like in a weekend fast, and I'm leaning towards novels that don't dig in quite so deep as what I'm usually after. I still want great writing and interesting characters, but I want something that um, is maybe a little more surface and I find that I want something that wraps up um, with a firm conclusion. And I sort of discovered that when I was talking to my coworker um, because she is reading these like mystery novels that she's never been interested in before. And, and I was hypothesizing that maybe we're both looking in our fiction for something that has an answer at the end, a happy ending, or even just an ending that you know, because um, there don't seem to be any conclusions in the world right now where um, we all sort of feel shook up and in limbo. So these um, sort of lighter fiction that I've been reading, I read The Whole Town's Talking by Fanny Flagg, uh, which I really enjoyed. Uh, the Wedding Party by Jasmine, um, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, Gil- Guillory maybe. Um, she's a, a 
quite recent popular romance novelist. And I liked it okay. I read it in like a day and a half. So it did the job. Um, I didn't think it was amazing. Um, I read, I'm reading some Elizabeth Berg. So I read Confession Club by Elizabeth Berg, which I really enjoyed. Um, And then through this all, I still like sort of my dark, dense fiction. So I've been reading The Hours by Michael Cunningham, which is actually a reread for me. And and I believe just the perfect novel. It's so beautiful, but it is quite, um, quite dark. It deals with suicide and depression. And um, so what I've been doing instead of just reading that book um, and then moving on to another novel, I've read like three novels while I read The Hours. I had to be kind of in the mood. Um, to read that and it's a book that I you want to digest slowly so that's been working out for me is picking like one kind of dense novel like I used to read um, but but taking maybe a whole month to finish it and in between reading these sort of lighter um, uh, easily check off the boxes books um, and then my nonfiction tastes haven't really changed I've been reading um, a book about raising boys because I have two boys, a book called Upstream that's about like a system-wide problem solving. And for a new book club I'm running, I'm reading How to Be an Anti-Racist. That's not really changed. And those things are very informative. I can't say that they're bringing me joy, but I think they will all bring me joy in the future because I'm learning um, new things about myself and society. Uh, But out of the books, I guess my favorite book that just gave me a warm, cuddly feeling was Fanny Flagg's Whole Town's Talking, and I think that I'll probably uh, read some more stuff from her. Right now, I'm reading The Bean Trees by Barbara Kingsolver, which I think, I want to say was her first novel, Um, and I'm on page maybe three or four, but I'm sure it'll be good because it's Barbara Kingsolver. Um, What I'm watching... I feel like I'm watching a lot, but I don't feel like I've enjoyed a ton of it. Um, my my old um, standbys that I've talked a lot about with Matt on the podcast, like Parks and Rec, In the Office, and my 90s rom-coms, they're not really cutting it right now for me. It kind of makes me sad to think about how um, norm, like how normal things were. Like, you know, I was watching an episode of Seinfeld and Elaine's letting Kramer try her soup. And I'm just thinking about, you know, the last time I let a friend (laughs) taste something I was eating. And then it kind of takes me out of the moment. I don't, I don't like it. And then my husband was trying to get me to watch some really good, um, new TV that was just a little too dark for me. The Watchmen, he said, is like the best show he's seen in forever. Um, but I just haven't really been in the mood to enjoy it. And then we watched like five minutes, 10 minutes of the new Perry Mason and also found that to be too dark. So, um, but what we did find was the show Pen15, um, that's on Hulu. The premise, uh, it's about two girls, they're seventh graders or eighth graders, um, in the year 2000 and just their sort of adolescent trials and the girls are played by women in their probably late 20s or early 30s and everybody else is played by an actual seventh grader or eighth grader they never address it that's funny right off the bat 
But I just found the storylines laugh out loud. The the actresses are so funny. And then the storylines were also just so sweet and close to my own experiences. And my husband and I ended up reminiscing. Um, it gives me such a good feeling to see my own experience of girlhood reflected back to me. I didn't even know that it was something I was like missing or craving. Um, but I really think it was great. And it, um, I love seeing women's experiences, no matter how, like all the, um, intimate things that girls know firsthand, but never talk to boys about, um, just hit the spot for me and I'll probably rewatch it while I'm waiting for the second season. I really think we live in the best time, um, TV and film wise for people of all different backgrounds and races and sexual orientations to begin seeing themselves reflected in art. And that's really exciting. And I, I hope it only gets more so. Um, but pen 15, I would give four thumbs up to pen 15. I laughed so loud. I mean, I had like tears streaming down my face. I was laughing so hard at that show. Um, it is, it's, um, great, a great TV show. It's probably only about 10 episodes. Uh, we also watched the movie Knives Out, which we have here at the library. I watched, we watched it twice actually. And I thought that was a really special movie. It's funny and suspenseful and it said something about our current modern life, and it also had a satisfying conclusion, which you've gathered that I'm looking for. Um, it's sort of like goodness and kindness won the day and saved the day, um, and the acting was really good. That was great. I would um, recommend that. Uh, that brought me a lot of satisfaction. Um, what else did I watch? I watched... Um, Singing in the Rain, I got that the other day on a rainy day and watched it with my family and I actually started watching it alone and then sort of everybody in the house kind of wandered in and ended up really enjoying it, which uh, brought me warm fuzzies. And another thing I've been watching, uh, we signed up for a free week of Disney Plus and have never gone back. Now we're paying for it. They got us. Um... But I'm, I've been watching the making of Frozen 2. It's like a documentary in episodes. There's maybe five or six. And my um, toddler son has been getting up very early in the morning, sometimes 10 to 5, 5.30 in the morning. Um, and so we've sort of made this routine of going downstairs and eating breakfast and mama watches the making of Frozen 2, and sometimes weeps because it's really moving to see all those people come together. I mean, 70 animators, maybe they maybe they work and only get two minutes of their work, their work over four years in the film, um, but it really seems like such a collaborative effort, and you get to watch um, this, the, the voice actors and singers and the director like tearing up when they watch a live orchestra, perform the music behind their songs. And then it's also really interesting from a technical point um, point of view, just to watch how they animate a movie. They record the voices first and then they animate to the, to the voices and 
there's all these different teams, a lighting team and a, and a, an effects team and a background team and a, a guy that is in charge of sounds who brings rocks in to clink together. So it's also just like a, I think Matt, you would like it. It's just interesting to see how a movie like that gets made and how, um, you know, a hundred or hundreds of people can come together to make that happen. I thought that was really inspiring. I'm on a big frozen kick. You'll see later. Um, and then the other thing that I've been watching that's been really bringing me joy with which I also think you would like Matt is, um, a YouTube show with Josh Gad, who's the voice of the snowman in Frozen. Um, it's a show called Reunited Apart, and he's from home, just decided to make this show where he's like makes a Zoom call or a conference video call with all these people from movies that he loved, and he gets them together, um, big names, um, real famous people and directors and writers and the people that wrote their songs that were on their soundtracks, gets them all together and has them um, just talk about old times and maybe say some things you didn't know about the movie before. And then they usually like do, read a scene and it's so joyful. Everybody's so happy to see each other and they're laughing. So he's done, maybe he's done one of your favorites. I think he's done six or seven of them. He did Goonies. Um, with all the people from Goonies, you get to see them all grown up. He did Ferris Bueller. He did Back to the Future, Matt, which you would love. You get to see Michael J. Fox. I mean, that brings joy to everyone. Um, and then he does Lord of the Rings and Splash, which I haven't watched those. But they're about a half an hour long. They're on YouTube. It's called Reunited Apart. I would recommend that to, to anyone who's seen and loved those films. It's really fun. Um... I've been listening to, I've been looking for some more poppy music to listen to that sort of falls in line with um, my pandemic behavior, just looking for something lighter. Um, I've been listening to like old Megan Trainer, John Legend's first album. My husband discovered this band called Chicano Batman that's excellent, like a really funky um, LA band that's got great music. So we just ordered a couple of their albums. Uh, and then the other thing I've been listening to is the Frozen 2 soundtrack on repeat. Every day I wake up and think I'm not going to listen to Frozen 2 today. And then every day I end up putting it on. It They get stuck in my head. My son and I love to color and um, listen to it. We've been singing our conversations like in the voice of the um, or in the cadence of the Frozen 2 songs, we taught the baby to sing, um, the voice of the voice in Frozen 2, we're like obsessed, it's driving my husband crazy, but I really think those songs are like made for this time, it would, the movie came out in 2019, I'm sure the songs were written much earlier than that even, um, but there's particularly a song that Kristen Bell sings called The Next Right Thing that I find really inspiring. She's just talking about when you are sort of lost and don't know what to do. You just got to put one foot in front of the other and do the next right thing. Um, there's a funny song that the snowman sings called This Will All Make Sense When I'm Older, <laughs> um, which is it's just a cute, funny song. Anyway, so that's what I've been listening to almost, almost the entire time 
I mean, maybe from April till today, which is mid-July, <laughs> one day it'll get old. I did the same thing last summer with uh, Bruce Springsteen. I think the hum- the Bruce Springsteen song, Human Touch, I just couldn't turn it off for some reason. Um, if you've got songs like that, let us know. So that's about it for what's bringing me joy, book uh, watching and listening wise. If you've found that your tastes have changed during this time, or if you just don't know what to read next, um, the library started a new reader's advisory service called Book Buds, uh, where you can fill out a quiz that's on our website, and uh, we'll match you with a librarian who will set aside books for you, um, ebooks, audiobooks, book books. Um, based on your taste. And so maybe you'll find something new. Maybe you um, really loved uh, Elizabeth, Elizabethan uh, historical novels before, but now you only want to read Latin American magical realism and you don't know where to start. We can help you with that for sure. Um, so that's about it for me. Thank you for joining uh, the She Said portion of She Said, He Said, and I'll look forward to hearing your response, Matt.